And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Wednesday, April 14th, 2021, I'm Isabella Robinson. And I'm Abby Ayes. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Dante Wright, doting dad, basket player, and slain by police, all on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Bradley Wells will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Nick Verzellini will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a cool 57 degrees. And now on to our top story. A Minnesota prosecutor has charged a white former suburban Minneapolis police officer who fatally shot 20-year-old black motorist Dante Wright with second-degree manslaughter. Washington County Attorney Pete Orpitz announcement that he charged Kim Potter came a day after she resigned from Brooklyn Center Police Department. The shooting ignited days of unrest. Um... The former police chief has said that Potter intended to use her taser on Wright, but fired her handgun instead. Protesters and Wright's family members say the shooting shows how the justice system is tilted against blacks, noting Wright was stopped before expired car registration and ended up dead. President Joe Biden says he will withdraw the remaining U.S. troops from Afghanistan and end America's longest war. He declared on Wednesday that September 11th, 11th attacks, which were coordinated from Afghanistan, cannot justify American forces still being there 20 years after the deadliest terror assault on the United States. NATO's chief says the alliance also would withdraw its remaining troops. Biden called the U.S. military presence the nation's forever war. He said at the White House that he is the fourth American president to preside over an American troop presence in Afghanistan, and he will, quote, not, will not pass this responsibility to a fifth, end quote. Arizona lawmakers have approved changes to sex education laws that make them some of the strictest in the nation when it comes to teaching about LGBTQ issues. The legislation passed on the State House on Wednesday. It's framed today. It's framed as a parental rights issue by requiring schools to get parents permission for discussions about gender identity and sexual orientation in sex education classes. Opponents say parents have already have those rights and conservatives are just pushing back on social changes they don't like. Arizona is among several Republican-led states where lawmakers are considering similar changes. Arizona's proposal also requires schools to get parents to sign off on their children learning about historical events involving sexual orientation. A retired forensic pathologist says George, George Floyd died from a sudden heart rhythm problem due to his heart disease while being restrained by police officers, not because formal, former office Derek Chauvin kept his knee on Floyd's neck. Dr. David Fowler is former chief medical examiner for the state of Maryland. He testified Wednesday that the fentanyl and methamphetamine in Floyd's system and potential carbon monoxide poisoning from exposure to vehicle exhaust also were contributing factors. Earlier, the judge in Chauvin's murder trial denied a defense motion to acquit the former police officer. Dante Wright became a father while he was still a teenager. His friends and family say he relished the role of a doting young dad. The 20-year-old was fatally shot Sunday by a police officer in the Minneapolis suburb of Brooklyn Center. As protesters called for justice and police accountability over his death, his family asked people to also remember his life. School teachers and mentors say he was charismatic, witty, and liked to joke around. He loved playing basketball. Coming up, 
red states on U.S. electoral map lagging on vaccinations. That and more. News from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Are you tired of missing your favorite WMUL programming? No worries. Check out WMUL's online archive at marshall.edu slash WMUL. Every episode of our news and sports programming, every story from the New Center 88 and FM 88 sports teams, and much more. Marshall.edu slash WMUL. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old Top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Bella Robinson. And I'm Abby Ayes. Marshall students are being given the opportunity to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. As Peyton Schaefer reports, students are able to receive the vaccine for free. The importance of getting vaccinated, not only for their own safety, but for that of their family, as well as for society in general. Dr. Anthony Fauci continues to urge Americans to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Over the last few weeks, students at Marshall have been given the opportunity to receive the COVID vaccine for free. Vaccination clinics have been offering the Johnson & Johnson and Moderna vaccine to students on campus. I think that the availability of the COVID vaccines is, is very good and I believe that all students should take advantage of it. The wide offering of the vaccine allows for faculty and students to become vaccinated so that a normal return in the fall of 2021 can be a possibility. I think with all the students getting vaccinated, hopefully we can return to normalcy um, in the fall semester. I think the vaccine clinics are absolutely wonderful because um, I got it and I feel much more safe having the vaccine and I hope everybody gets it and hopes that it'll bring normalcy um, in the fall of 21 and um, for the rest of everybody's college career here and especially from the, for the incoming freshmen next year. Students can check their emails for daily updates on the clinic's availabilities and hours. Walk-ins are available so students can go at their own convenience. Instead of the typical lollipop, all students who are vaccinated at the clinic on campus will receive a $5 gift certificate for the Marshall Student Center, Starbucks, or Chick-fil-A. For News Center 88, I'm Peyton Schaefer. As more students and faculty receive the vaccine, Marshall's officials can feel more confident in a return to normalcy in the fall of 2021. The New River Gorge National Park and Preserve will host fishing days for grand families. The events are targeted towards grandparents raising their grandchildren. It will take place on May 16th, June 5th, and June 26th from noon to 5 p.m. They will be held at the park's Camp Brookside Environmental Education Center. On Tuesday, the National Park Service said any grand family can sign up and attend whether they know how to fish or not. A federal court has upheld an Ohio law prohibiting doctors from performing abortions based on a fetal diagnosis of Down syndrome. 
The ruling Tuesday by the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals overturned lower court rulings in a case brought by the American Civil Liberties Union against the state health department, state medical board, and county prosecutors in 2018 on behalf of Planned Parenthood and several abortion providers. Lower courts ruled the ACLU's argument that the law infringes on a woman's constitutional right to make, quote, the ultimate decision, end quote, about an abortion would likely succeed. A divided Sixth Circuit disagreed. A look at which U.S. states are leading vac at vaccinating against the coronavirus and which states are struggling is beginning to resemble America's electoral map. Vaccination numbers from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show states that tend to vote Democratic at the top in terms of percentage of their adult population that have received at least one shot. At the bottom are five Republican-leaning states, including Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana. A poll by the Associated Press NORC Public Center for Public Affairs and Research in late March found that Republicans were three times as likely as Democrats to say they will probably or definitely not get vaccinated. Coming up next, California Gold Rush Town to remove noose from city logo. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. I want my Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Bella Robinson. And I'm Abby Ayes. The disabled have a moment in the Oscar spotlight that they hope becomes a movement. Jim Lebrecht, co-director of the nominated documentary Crip Cramp, who has spina bifida and uses a wheelchair, says a golden age for disabled films could come if Hollywood lets disabled filmmakers tell their own stories. Robert Tarango, the deafblind star of the nominated short Feeling Th through, says his film can help alleviate the fear of hiring actors like him. Paul Racy, nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Sound of Metal, says that movies' innovative and authentic, authentic treatment of the deaf should become the norm. Three endangered tiger cubs are making their first public appearances at the Cleveland Metro Park Zoo. Officials say two or more tiger cubs named Luca and Anya were born at the zoo in December. A Malayan tiger cub named Indra was born at the zoo in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma in December and was brought to Cleveland on a recommendation from the Tiger Species Survival Plan. The cubs made their first public appearance Wednesday. Cleveland Zoo officials say, rising, say raising the different subspecies together will help them develop after their mothers wouldn't care for them. They weigh about 30 pounds each. As students near the end of the semester and the beginning of summer break, everyone's mind is on one thing, moving out. And as Carter Truman reports, this can come with some stress. That's the sound of carts loaded up with student belongings being pushed to cars to make moving out a little easier. But students say move outs are never easy. They always make me nervous that I'm gonna forget something or that it's just gonna be a long process. I am a little worried about um, the time I'll have 
to pack up with all the work I got to cram in right at the very end. Students also say that deciding what to keep and what to throw away is another reason why moving out is so difficult. I am a little worried about it. I don't know what I want to give away, what I want, what I want to keep, and how I'm going to organize things to get into my mom's van. Whatever their thoughts on moving out are, students know it's time to hear those cards once again. For New Center 88, I'm Carter Truman. Students have until Sunday, May 2nd, or 24 hours after their last final exam to complete their move-outs for the semester. The California Gold Rush town of Placerville will change its logo to remove a noose that is a reminder of its mid-19th century reputation as, hang, quote, Hangtown, following lynchings of criminal suspects by mobs of miners. The logo shows a miner washing, a gold, washing gold in a stream. The noose hangs from a tree in the background. CB, uh, the, Associated Repes, Re, the Associated Press reports the Placerville City Council voted um, Tuesday night to remove the logo after listening to emotional comments from residents. Some argued that the noose is part of the history of the town, but others said it's violent and gives the city a bad reputation. The council's decision was unanimous. The San Luis Obispo County District Attorney says missing California college student Kristen Smart was killed in 1996 during an attempted rape by a fellow student and the suspect's father helped hide her body. District Attorney Dan Dow said Wednesday that Paul Flores was charged with first-degree murder in the case and his father, Ruben Flores, was charged with accessory after murder. The son and father were arrested Tuesday after recent searches termed up evidence connected to Smart's killing. A lawyer for Paul Flores has declined to comment. A lawyer for Ruben Flores says his client is, an, is innocent. Coming up next... U.S. weighs next step for Johnson & Johnson virus shot amid clot mystery. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. Aw, the radio won't work. You should worry less about that radio and concentrate on fishing. Besides, there's nothing good to listen to on the radio nowadays. Here we go again. Back in my day, music was good. It played all those good oldies that I love. Of course, they were called newies back then. But Grandpa, if we turn to 88.1 WMUL, we can listen to oldies. Huh? We can also listen to alternative, blues, jazz, hip-hop, and more. Oh, that in one station? Then hurry up, boy, get that radio working! 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge since 1961. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Bella Robinson. And I'm Abby Hayes. French President Emmanuel Macron has announced that free psychological counseling, counseling will be provided to children and teenagers struck by a wave of mental health difficulties that accompanied the coronavirus pandemic. With a doctor's prescription, those aged 3 to 17 will be entitled to fr 10 free sessions with a psychologist. Macron announced that the additional and adi the additional help after meeting doctors and families at a pediatric psychiatrist unit. His office said that the scheme will run for the duration of the pandemic. Doctors have reported surges of psychiatric emergencies involving young people, including attempted suicides, self-harming, panic attacks, and other symptoms of mental anguish. The Biden administration is beginning to undo a Trump-era ban on clinics referring women for abortions. That policy directive led to Planned Parenthood leaving the federal family planning program. Wednesday's proposal ruled through the 
rule through on President Joe Biden's campaign promise to reverse his predecessor's family planning policy. The Trump era rule approach was branded a, quote, gag rule, unquote, by women's groups and decreed by medical associations as violating the doctor-patient relationship. But the Biden administration is stopping short of immediately suspending the Trump regulation as abortion rights advocates had sought. Officials believe methodically rewriting the Trump rule will increase the odds of Biden's changes and ultimately being upheld in the court. Russian authorities have charged four editors of an online student magazine with encouraging minors to take part in a legal activity for a report about the nationwide protests supporting jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny. All four were ordered by a court Wednesday not to leave their residences for the next two months and were banned from using the Internet and communicating with anyone other than immediate family, lawyers and law enforcement. The charges come amid heightened pressure on independent news media. Navalny, who is President Vladimir Putin's most visible foe, was arrested on January 17th upon returning to Russia from Germany, where he had spent five months recovering from nerve agent poisoning that he blames on the Kremlin. A recent spike in coronavirus cases in some states has led to one of the nation's top health experts to suggest that governors should, quote, close things down, unquote, like they did during previous surges. But that doesn't appear likely to happen, not even in states led by Democratic governors who favored greater restrictions in the past. Governors in Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York and Illinois are all reluctant to return to broad shutdowns. Colorado's governor plans to turn decisions about public health orders over to local officials officials later this week. Officials are hoping vaccinations will help counter an increase in cases from new virus variants. U.S. health officials are weighing next steps as they investigate a handful of unusual blood clots in people who received Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine. The reports are exceedingly rare. So far, six cases out of the more than 7 million in inoculations. And it's not clear if they are really linked to the J&J vaccine. European regulators have declared such clots a rare but possible risk with another vaccine that's made in a similar way from AstraZeneca. Wednesday, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention debated in a public meeting how to handle the J&J &J vaccine while authorities investigate. And coming up, Bradley Wells will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and Nick Verzellini will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Merlin, I need your help. The armies of darkness are at Camelot's gates, but Excalibur is destroyed. Fear not, Arthur, for I have in my hands a weapon far more powerful than the world has ever seen. The pure, sweet song of its blade leaving the sheath is able to pierce the air itself. This sword doesn't have a name. It is WMUL, the cutting edge. Dastardly plans to pollute the airwaves with Nickelback is almost to rotten fruition. We must let our powers combine. Jazz. Avant winning news in sports. Rock and roll. Flashback. Ska. With your powers combined, I am WMUL. Oh no! WMUL's award-winning radio programming is kicking my... 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88. I am Bradley Wells. It is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. 
After three days of cloudy and gloomy weather, the cold front that has been taking its time to move across our area is starting to slide east. Of course, that means that we have to deal with some rain and those stubborn clouds are here to stay for yet another day. Along with the rain, afternoon highs were a bit cooler, topping out at 58 degrees. We'll see some more showers this evening, but they will come to an end after 11 p.m. It'll be a mostly cloudy overnight, with lows dipping into the lower 40s across campus. Thursday will be a chilly day thanks to a stiff northwest wind around 10 miles per hour, helping keep temps down into the mid-50s, but we'll finally start to see some more sunshine. Thursday evening looks to be partly cloudy but cooler with overnight lows dipping into the upper 30s. For those that venture out Thursday, don't forget to look up as the Lyrids meteor shower is expected to increase in activity this week. It peaks April 22nd. Friday starts off cold with morning temps in the lower 40s under partly sunny skies, but Friday afternoon will make a run on 60 degrees on campus. It will remain breezy with that northwest wind which will subside for Friday evening. Another good night for meteor shower viewing, overnight low in the lower 40s. Normally for today's weather and history, we like to showcase the awesome power of Mother Nature, but for today, this April 14th, we travel back to a very calm and very cold 1914. Along the North Atlantic Passage, the skies were crystal clear, the ocean was as flat as glass, the water temps hovered near 30 to the green mark. After such a cold April, icebergs were traveling farther south and indirectly into the path of passenger crew line routes between London and New York City. With such calm winds and flat oceans, spotting these icebergs proved especially challenging for one ship in particular. The HMS Titanic on her maiden voyage struck one of these icebergs and sank hours later, killing half of the 2,200 people on board. While the iceberg may have kept traveling south, the Titanic, however, sits 370 miles to the south-southeast of Newfoundland on the ocean floor over 12,500 feet below the ocean surface. Further proof that even when calm, weather dangers should always be respected. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a drizzly and cool 57 degrees. That is your Metro Huntington weather forecast for the new Center 88 team. I am Bradley Wells. Thanks, Bradley. Now Nick Verzellini joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. In Marshall Sports News, the Marshall men's golf team finished the final round of the Mountaineer Invitational yesterday at the Pete Dye Golf Club. The Thunder Herd came in 10th place. West Virginia University captured its home tournament with an incredible team score of 7-under. Seniors Matt Hoffman, Will Straub, and Cameron Root were the top three finishers for the herd. Hoffman finished 34th, while Straub and Root tied for 36th. Marshall turns the action at the Wright State Invitational April 18th through the 19th to finish the regular season. The herd then travels to Texarkana, Arkansas, April 26th through the 29th for the Conference USA Championships. The Marshall University baseball team, 4-19, 0-12 in Conference USA play, travels to Morgantown this evening to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers, who are 12-14 and 4-5 and in the Big 12. The Herd's last win was at home against the Mountaineers on March 23rd. WVU leads the all-time series 48-25. Since the win, the Herd has lost 12 straight to begin conference play. The game will be live-streamed on ESPN+, with first pitch scheduled for 6.30 p.m. In NBA news, the Golden State Warriors announced today that Brandon Schneider will be the team's president and chief operating officer at the end of the season. Schneider, 41, will replace Hall of Famer Rick Welts, who is transitioning to an advisory role within the organization. Schneider, who said he attended his first Warriors game at age 7, has been working for the organization for 19 years, initially serving as a season ticket account executive while working his way up the organization's ladder and most recently serving as Chief Revenue Officer over the past three seasons. 
In MLB news, Major League Baseball has once again teamed with the Independent Atlantic League to test rule changes. The current set aimed at keeping starting pitchers in the game longer and creating more balls in play. In the second half of the Atlantic League play this summer, starting August 3rd, the pitching rubber will be moved back one foot to 61 feet 6 inches. This will give hitters more time to react to pitches, according to a release by the MLB today. With strikeout rates increasing for 15 consecutive years, the MLB determined the additional foot would be, quote, the minimum interval needed to evaluate a change in mound distance, unquote. The hope is fewer swings and misses and more contact, a change that is, quote, meaningful without being disruptive, unquote, according to the release. The Milwaukee Brewers will be without a pair of outfielders as they look to win their three-game home series with the Chicago Cubs as Lorenzo Cain has been placed on the 10-day injured list of a strained left quad and Christian Yelich is out for the third straight game with back tightness. Cain suffered the injury during Tuesday's 3-2 loss to the Cubs. Playing on his 35th birthday, Cain left the game after two innings Yelich continues to be day-to-day with a back issue that knocked him out of Sunday's game against the St. Louis Cardinals. Kane is hitting 154 this season with two home runs and four RBIs, while Yelich is hitting 333 with one RBI this season. In NFL news, free agent pass rusher Jadavian Clowney has signed a one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. The deal is worth up to $10 million, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. The 28-year-old Clowney visited with the Browns last month, but left Cleveland without a deal. General Manager Andrew Barry also heavily pursued him last season to pair with Miles Garrett, but the three-time Pro Bowler reportedly rejected Cleveland's multi-year contract offer and ultimately signed a one-year deal with the Tennessee Titans. Clowney struggled in 2020 with Tennessee, finishing with just 19 tackles and zero sacks in eight games before suffering a season-ending knee injury in November. Clowney had surgery in December and is expected to be at full health to start the 2021 season. In college basketball news, Duke sophomore Matthew Hurt will declare for the 2021 NBA draft and forego the remaining college eligibility by hiring an agent. Hurt, the number 48 prospect in the ESPN 100, was named first-team All-ACC and the winner of the ACC's Most Improved Player Award after averaging 18.3 points, 6.1 rebounds per game while shooting 44% from three. Also, Louisville sophomore guard David Johnson will enter the NBA draft and forego his two seasons of eligibility after being one of the Cardinals' most productive players the past two years. The six foot five Johnson averaged 12.6 points, 5.8 rebounds, and 3.2 assists in 19 games as a sophomore. That'll do it for the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Nick Verzellini. When we return on New Center 88, Colorado to auction off cannabis-themed license plates. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. 
I just wanted to eat like a normal human being, you know? Just something I could hold down without the horrible pain. Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis are diseases that attack the digestive system. A feeding tube's not my idea of a good meal. At the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, we're excited about the latest research. Then there was this new drug. Thousands of people are being treated with new drug therapies. Doc said it doesn't work for everyone, but I got lucky. To help, visit ccfa.org. Now I'm taking food the old-fashioned way. I'm eating it. And finally, today on New Center 88, this gives new meaning to the idea of an item being sold to the highest bidder. Officials in Colorado are auctioning cannabis-themed license plates for those whose passion include both toking and driving. The state is selling rights to 14 plates with pot-themed messages. Among the choices are bong, hash, ganja, and is it 420. Kuza TV reports the last one, a reference to the unofficial pot holiday of April 20th, has already brought in over $6,500, making it the highest bid, bid total so far. It's a big bunny, and a big reward is being offered for its return. Authorities in central England say one of the world's biggest bunnies has been rabbit-napped from its home. His name is Darius, a continental giant rabbit, and in this case, that's just not just a species, it's a description. Fully stretched out, Darius is 4 feet 3 inches long, and his variety can grow up to 20 pounds. The rabbit holds the Guinness World Records citation for the world's longest rabbit. Meanwhile, the owner is literally upping the ant for its um, safe return. Um, Annette Edwards first offered a $1,370 reward, but it has increased to about um, $3,000. And that does it for this edition of New Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For, for Bella Robinson, Carter Truman, Peyton Schaefer, Bradley Wells, Nick Verzellini, Mike Stanley, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Abby Ayes, and your thought of the day is, quote, the starting point of all achievement is desire, end quote, by Napoleon Hill.